Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with the engaging Sedona Ash about a bunch of this and that. I named this podcast Fiction Authors Talk Books because I wanted it to incorporate all aspects of being a fiction author in the discussions. Being an author is a stressful job with high expectations from both ourselves and our fans, so this will always be a chill conversation that probably goes off topic most times, but we'll still have some fun. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatbookspodcast at gmail. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining us and on to the podcast. Hello, hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Oh, doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I was waiting in the the standby. Like, are we done with the testing? We were laughing about snow, so. (laughs) Are you getting snow now? Oh, no, I hate snow. I got tricked into going to Utah last month, and they were like, there won't be any snow. And that part of Utah got a record amount of snow, so you couldn't even see out the windows. How do you hate snow? Is it is it physically assaulted you or like? It pretty much, yeah. No. <laughs> um, I okay. I love snow for a day. Like if it'll snow, it's really pretty, and then it's gone. That's the type of snow I like. Um, mm. I grew up in Tennessee. Was raised in Tennessee, so we mostly kind of get all four seasons. Yeah. It just you know a lot more rain than some other areas. But now I have autoimmune issues and the cold does physically assault me. So I know if there's snow coming because I won't be able to get out of bed. I just, I see it and I cringe because I'm like, ouch, that's going to (laughs) hurt. You hate snow. Like it's like, I'm just like thrown from that. (laughs) I like the sunshine and and warmth. I'm more, I take cold over hot any day, but I mean, I like it more like 65 with a breeze. You can go in the pool if you want, but like if once it starts getting to like 85, like just go, no, go away. I'm in the AC. Like <laughs> I don't like when the snow's been around for too long and it's dirty and, you know, all yellow and full of tire, you know, whatever. But yeah, I know it's awesome. I, I was promised a lot of snow by moving to Massachusetts. It has, it has not kept up its end of the bargain. Really? Wow. Mm. You would think, I guess it's the mental image. You would think you would get quite a bit up there. You, they normally do. It's called climate change, apparently. Oh, <laughs> and oh they've okay. had some very, they've had some very mild winters the past several years. So you know, yeah. See, I think the low seventies is my happy place. I, yes. I love that. I like to hike. I like to be outdoors. So for me, you know, that's that. You get up early. It's cool. About the time you start working up a sweat, the sun's out. It feels good. Yes, exactly. Caveat, it depends where hiking happens and if there's like actual trails or you're going to fall off a cliff and a bear is going to eat you or if there's going to be ticks. So like when I lived in Colorado, I it was very dry there, you know, mountainous trails kind of thing. Loved that kind of hiking. You could maybe slide down something, cut a leg. Here it's all ticks and I am not, oh. a, no, no. Nothing that eats me will I go near again with the, you know, like bears. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I'm, I guess I'm used to like the hiking here. We have heavy trees, but I don't think I taste very good because I can go hiking with someone and they're covered in ticks. And mm. I might have found two ticks in 10 years on me. Like ticks just don't like me. You're so. blessed because no, I walked around uh, I stayed on the sidewalk, walked around my apartment complex a few times with a friend, and I had two ticks on me, and I didn't leave the sidewalk, and she was fine. 
And oh my goodness. Apparently it was partially they're attracted to white. So I was wearing a white like cotton hoodie. Um, so partially that could have been it, but just I whatever, but yeah, they don't spray well enough around here anyway. Wow. But uh yeah, I was like, Oh, there's it, ticks freak me out. I can deal with I was fine with when I lived in Colorado and there were rattlesnakes. Fine with that. Fine with the black widows in Georgia. Fine with a lot of stuff. Ticks? Nope. Just nope. Just sit. My, my husband is a veterinarian. So I have had to sit, you know, the drug companies will pay for the dinner for like, you know, an office or whatever so they can do presentations. Mm-hmm. And I have had to sit through so many like five-star restaurant meals while you I watch a show presentation of like them squishing ticks on the screen. Oh, no. show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've watched all kinds of weirdness. And it's like, yeah, you know, you've been a vet's wife for a certain number of years. <laughs> Once you can eat your raspberry covered cheesecake while watching no. that kind of stuff. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Somebody was giving me crap because they were talking about moving. And I was like, yeah, and you know, or, or, or they were talking about getting a new bed and having to move the old one. And I was like, yeah, you got to get the mattress bag for the new one. And they're like, oh my God, you and your hypoallergenic. I was like, go to YouTube, look up bed bugs, look up, look up all the dust mites and stuff, especially the dust mites. And you will never be able to unsee that shit. And you will have a mattress bag on your mattress for the rest of your life. And you will thank me for it. Oh yes. She came back like four days later. Like that's, that is disgusting. And I'm sorry I gave you crap. And I was like, you should. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we have ours is hyper. Our our mattress is hypoallergenic. So, like, the stuff doesn't like it, like you said, mm-hmm. um, because it's nasty. I, I was uh, when I was a kid, we stayed at a hotel one time, a very nice hotel, mind you, mm-hmm. and did not have a clue what a bed bug looked like. And mm-hmm. I woke up and I'm like, there's a bug on me. Flip on the light because I didn't I want it to be like, what kind of, you know, a spider? What is it? You know? Yeah. And the bed was literally crawling. Like the headboard was moving. It was, we all were screaming, jumping up, slapping. I mean, oh, it was like the scenes of our, we left everything. Oh God. We went down and they knew because when we were like, okay, no, we are not staying. We're not taking our pillows. We don't want anything from that room. He just pulls out hundred dollars and just starts like, how much, how much, how much? And just starts giving out hundred dollar bills to get us to shut up and leave. Oh my God. So they knew they were but, infested. That's horrible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So for, for months. Anytime at night, you know, like you'll get like a hair, a stray hair that'll tickle your oh, arm. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I'd get up screaming because it was. <laughs> yeah, that was traumatic. That was truly horrifying. Never again. Oh, yeah. I had bed bugs in college at one of the apartments I was at and they had to like fumigate it all and this whole thing. And it was like, yeah, I couldn't like sleep well for months after that. It was just. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. I'm with you there. I'm with you yeah. there. I don't I don't do, I do do those. Hey, who doesn't start a podcast out with something super gross like bed bugs? <laughs> it's like a weird topic for books, but okay. It's the monsters yeah. in your bed. Yeah, right. The real ones that are scarier than the... I'll take a vampire or a werewolf in my bed every every day of the week over bed bugs. That's how we got exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, thank you, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. But yeah, no, it's like it's, uh, I, I've just I've t- had talked to people and they'll be like, oh, yeah, all that stuff is just whatever. And you're like, no, no, look it up. It's 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 legit. And you're getting eaten and it's gross. And it's like, put a bag on your bed. Oh, oh. It's terrible. It's so terrible. 
it's so funny how people think that some of this like it's just that they think the random stuff and like the 5g you know is is gonna rot your brain and whatever is aliens and all this weird stuff that you're and you're just like so you know apple knows when you poop right like it tracks everything but you're worried about the 5g and the the chips the microchips and the vaccines and everything but like google and apple know when you poop like you know let's just Oh, let's focus. For real. My sister, I was on vacation with my sister and we were driving home from Florida in the middle of like this flat place. We were losing internet. In fact, it was coming and going. It's coming and going. Right. And I said, oh yeah, my joints hurt. You know, I, you know, I'm having a little bit of problem because we're already getting into the colder temperatures and it's already making my joints hurt. My sister said, hey, what are those fields out there? And we were like, oh, those are cotton fields. And we were like, we had to explain to my son that that actually makes clothing. And he was fascinated by this concept, right? As soon as her internet came back on, she got an ad for, do your joints hurt and you've worked in a cotton field? Apply here. Oh my God. Like like, like a lawsuit that's going on for people that I guess were injured by a pesticide or something in the fields. And I'm like, that was the creepiest one ever. (laughs) That's a bad one. Okay. So I had one that is, that's worse than the one I had that I've talked about before, but Fairly recently, I was looking up restaurants in New York just for research. No big. And then, like, I went to I, every day I would go walk with a friend around here at like 430. We do like several laps around the apartment complex with our dogs. And I had just been looking up restaurants in New York. And on my Apple Watch, it popped up. Uber Eats popped up coupons for restaurants in New York for my upcoming trip. And she saw it and goes, oh, are you going to New York? I'm like, nope. She's like, wait, what? And so I told her and she's like, yep, everything knows. AI knows. Everything knows what we're doing. But yeah, I'm like, Google is an Uber Eats. How did Uber Eats find out with like seriously within five minutes that I was looking at restaurants, you know, for research for my book? Like, but it was, yeah, it was one of those that I was like Michael Jackson saga. I feel like somebody's watching all the time. Like, oh, my God, it's so creepy. Yeah, that one's really bad. If you were in in and out in and out of Internet and they're like, hey, your joints hurt. It was. Oh, that's so creepy. It was the weirdest thing. And I thought she was lying because, like, I have never even heard of some kind of lawsuit like that. That's like the two weirdest things. And she turned it around and showed me and it was seriously an ad for it. I mean, yeah, you can't tell me it doesn't listen after after that. Now, sometimes I will admit it's convenient. I walked in a store one day, forgot I had signed up for a membership for that store uh, like 10 years before because it's like an hour from my home. I walked in the doors. They said hello, and my phone text messaging went off, and it said, um, hi, here's your membership number, and here's a 10% off coupon. And I stood there, and I was not sure if I should be creeped out that, that they knew I just entered their store or really happy because that was 10% off of my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little of both. I think personally, it's not a big deal. It just kind of gets annoying because like I'm doing research for a book. I'm not really going to New York. And then like I kept getting all this stuff about New York. It's like, OK, I get it. Leave me alone. Like, Ugh. So I think for that, I think for normal people, it, it's more enjoyable or not enjoyable, but it's more helpful sometimes. Yeah, it's more helpful even with it. It balances out the freaky part a bit if it's helpful. But for like, (laughs) I think for I think we're maybe one of the only professions because we do so much research that it's like, oh, my God, leave me alone. But yeah, I've had it happen several times since where it's like I get random stuff about like one of them. I was looking up something in Italy and it was like sending me flight deals to Italy. And I was like, oh, my God, just like stop. 
And that one, at least I understood. It was like Google to Google. But like, yeah, the whole Uber Eats to my watch thing while I'm, that was a creepy one. That's crazy. I've heard some authors now um, do all their searches incognito. And originally I thought it was because I thought that they were truly hiding from the government. You know, like, oh, I'm going to do a creepy search about, you know, how to unalive someone. Yeah. But one of them finally explained that it's actually just to keep from getting those ads. Yeah. Like they don't want to mess with their algorithm. So they search incognito. And I'm like, well, that's kind of an interesting idea. It is, but I don't know how much I trust it. Like I, I just trust everything and don't believe, have much faith in too much. But so like, I don't know how much I even believe that, but when my friend actually logs in as the podcast or as me, it's super funny because all of a sudden, like I'm getting weather updates and it's not in Boston. And I'm like, God, could you log off? Like, it's really funny when it happens. I mean, not funny. haha. Like, it's one of those things that it takes me a minute and be like, wait, it's not raining here. Why is my weather app changing? So we keep joking around and like saying <laughs> we've got it when she logs in as me, she's got to shut off some settings and like stop doing that to me. Because like the one time I <laughs> went to outside to walk and uh yeah my my watch even popped up as like as if I was in Wisconsin and so I put on all this extra like sweatshirt and whatever and it was like 70 degrees out and I'm like mother love it and she probably just laughed oh I'm sure she does it on purpose sometimes just to mess with me because you know she's evil she's part troll she's gonna be like those are the best kind yeah you know I'm not much of a troller but uh she's she's a nice troll yeah you're innocent my ass (laughs) Just sending. Are you in the chat as we're talking too? She's sending innocent pictures. Yes. Smart ass. No, I don't think she does it on purpose. I think she's just oblivious because like it's such a weird random thing to like have to pay attention to. But yeah, next time I'm just gonna be like, <sighs> you know what? You're working three extra hours this week because I'm walking around in 75 degree weather and a freaking heavy hoodie. Because <laughs> you messed with my settings so again, much. and my watch told me it was you know 45 degrees out. Oh man, that's funny. That is. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I would hate it. Uh, for a while, my PA was in Puerto Rico. And I'm just thinking, my goodness, that would have been really messing with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't think of that. I've never had, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just like visualizing the difference because I've never had anybody. It's very consistent there. Like it's very warm and consistent almost all the time. And it rains every 30 minutes, like a misting system. Yeah. No, definitely not like Tennessee. Ten- I mean, we rain a lot, but. We do have some fluctuation in our weather. I mean, it was cold last week. We had some freezes about two weeks ago. Um, no snow, just the freezes. But yesterday it was in the 80s. So nice. Kind of crazy. Yeah. No, I was actually just sitting here thinking about how, how hard it would be to work with somebody from Puerto Rico because I think I would want to run away from home all the time. Oh, I know. I was there last year and it's so beautiful. I would never get any work done, though. Yeah, I've never been. I just I'm just thinking that would be like really nice place to just run away from home, you know, because that's where my mind goes. Like, let's just run away from home. Uh, I like how you're immediately like, hmm, could I? (laughs) It's been a bad morning already. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have those days. There is a kid who keeps walking a puppy around. Whatever. Not a big deal. The puppy is super, super small and clearly doesn't have its last set of shots. It's like, I mean, it's tiny, tiny. Fine. He keeps letting it sniff other dogs. And now everybody is not as cognizant or as aware of like how to protect your dogs and how to not be an idiot parent. 
and stuff. So yeah, I'm very careful. My dog is a senior dog. I'm very careful of that stuff. And but he stayed outside today. This morning he was alone. There are big dogs that go in there. Right. And the dog was in there and the dogs are not supposed to be in the communal spaces unless fully vaccinated. Right. So he came, the dog came running up and I held my dog back and I very politely said, you know, good morning. Um, How old is that puppy? And he said, three months. I said, has he has his last shots? And he said, no. I said, then I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. He's not supposed to be in there yet. I said, I know you guys just got the dog, but could you refresh with the rules and make sure that they're following him? I'm like, you just need to be safe, okay? You know, have have a nice... Uh, he's, oh, okay, but my mom's looking up. I'm like, well, yeah, but if your mom's looking out from the window, she can't save you if a, if a, if a, if a dog comes along. Right. It's stupid, too, because, um, again, hubby's a vet. The, like, do you know how many dogs, how many puppies he's seen and how many puppies have died? Yep. Because they're not even... Like, when, when we've gotten a new puppy, like, I'm not even allowed... Like if we, st- if we're, it's a road trip and we have to stop, he will not stop anywhere mm-hmm. that it is likely a dog has stepped foot. Mm-hmm. So we will pull off on the side of a random road, yep. you know, so it can go potty on a random strip. Yes. An animal could still have walked through there, but you're, you're lowering the odds of yep. not going to a gas station and walking in that little strip of 10 foot grass. Yep. I mean, he sees so many and then even just to yep. save them, like to try it, like, oh yeah, you're going to get parvo or whatever. Yep. I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars in vet. Oh bills. yeah. I mean, it's, oh yeah. Yeah. And my husband is a farm boy. Like he doesn't overreact to stuff, but no unvaccinated puppies. I mean, yes, they can be a danger to other dogs, but other dogs are a massive danger. To them, even healthy animals are a danger to them. And I, you know, I get that and I'm very careful with it. But, you know, like I I do, I worry for that puppy. But in the the grand spectrum of things, your puppy, I'm worried about my kid and my kid is a senior dog. So what the are you doing? I just the whole thing. And there's so many of them. And I've I've tried to get the apartment complex to like one remind people that there's not supposed to be outside dogs in the dog park and stuff. We pay for that. Two, please talk to these idiots about their puppies and like being stupid. Like, one, I don't care if you're looking from the window of your, you know, third floor apartment there. If there is a problem with a dog that comes in fast, you're not getting down there in time to save your kid. So you're, let's just stop that she's watching out the window. That's not going to do a thing. No. That's, it doesn't matter if you're watching out the window from 20 feet away or across the apartment complex. You, this just a stupid, I, you know, it's fine, I'm watching. The dog can attack in like, you know, a blink of an eye. So, you know, that's a stupid thing. And she's like, I only let him be in there by themselves. Okay, well, again, then you're hogging the dog park in the morning by breaking the rules. So all of that aside, it's dangerous. Yeah. Also, like you said, he could be attacked and there's nobody's going to be able to stop it fast enough. But the other thing is, I would assume it's partly based on reasoning. You know, my children, I have three and I'm constantly having to be like, okay, so this, this behavior means the animal's uncomfortable. This is, you know, and they grew up with animals. Is he going to know, like he let the puppy run up to yours. Mm -hmm. Is he going to recognize the sign of a a dog giving a side eye? You know, he could accidentally set off an attack because he doesn't have an adult's understanding And it, he may not get injured, but other people's animals yes. may be, and their babies may be injured. And it's just simply because as a kid, yep. he's down there playing. Yep. He's not going to, ne- kids, kids think all animals are lovable. They're not going to notice that this one's a little uncomfortable. It needs its space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, it's like, they live within view of the dog park. They have to know how many battles go down in the dog park. Even just, it just happens. Yeah. It's not like... 
there's a, a huge number of aggressive dogs there. Oh, yeah. There are, and there are assholes everywhere, but there, it just happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. But if you live near the dog park, you hear it all day long. You know how often it happens. So I'm sorry. I trust your judgment never that you let your child down there alone. Right, right. I mean, a dog is more likely to attack a kid because they don't see them as high on the pecking order, you know, and not even attack necessarily. But yeah, I'll give you a little bite to tell you to back off because you're lower than me in the pack. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you said, you hear it happen. That's how dogs do sometimes assert dominance and they're less likely to do it with an adult. Yep. yep. Or somebody who the adult is like, I had, this is going to sound very strange, but your husband's a vet. You would probably understand this more than anyone. Cause I've worked with uh, a few trainers that used to actually train for the police department. And they said this too, that some of the best trainers are actually females because of how dogs and packs work and everything. But oh yeah, a lot of times when I'm in there, I always pay attention to the dogs. I don't go there for social hour. I go there to play. I'm always keeping an eye on everything. I like, so it's really funny. It's like a running gag that if there is a problem in the dog park, a lot of the dogs will run behind me and not their own parents. Oh, that's so sweet though. Because they know I'll stop it. And I you know, always calm whomever. And I'm always paying attention, but it's like, it's also been a thing of contention where a few parents like give me shit about being like a helicopter parent. And they're like, well, why is my dog running to you? And I just looked at them like, cause I'm paying attention. You ain't like, what do you want me to like? Don't, I didn't yeah. make it a thing. I'm not picking on you. Don't like, don't make it a thing. But yeah. So it's, it's actually kind of funny i mean i find it amusing that's hilarious but yeah so there that's are several hilarious. people when there's a problem their dogs won't run to them they run to me <laughs> well, like, you're the alpha female that's cool they're either like you know oh no the alpha will take care of this well uh, you know but partially that but partially they just uh, always see me de-escalating it like i always i always stop it and not even that anybody's done any wrong anything wrong but like you said it can turn in a in a in a second and you should stop it while it's still fun and let everybody have a reset that is the proper way to right. do it and i just it's so many people who just like the dogs will figure it out it's like i'm sorry do you let your kids just punch each other on the playground and then they'll <laughs> figure it out no you step in and i'm assuming you don't let children punch each other i'm not a parent but i'm assuming that's still not acceptable behavior from when i was a child but yeah, so I just all the time it's 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 it gets really annoying. Right. And I even looked at the kid. I said, I am sorry if I scared you. However, I didn't come close to the fence. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't like there was nothing I did that was aggressive or should have said to the kid, I'm yelling at you. You're in trouble. Like you just got told you did something wrong. That's not me being that's not an adult being rude. That's not you getting yelled at. Like I just, I feel like there's, and I'm going to sound like I'm old here, but the kids these days, no, but you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I do. I do exactly know what you mean. Of course, I have no room to talk because I was laughing when you said, do parents just let their kids punch each other? And no, let me start by saying, no, I don't allow that. However, <laughs> um, my, my mother-in-law took my kids to the park and then they came home. Everything's fine. And they said, yeah, there was a, a bully, but they handled it. And I was like, uh oh. And I'm like, you know, so how did that go down? How'd you handle it? <laughs> you know, like, you know, my mother in law's not mad. So I assume nothing bad went down, right? So come to find out, my um my my ten year old was playing with a couple of other kids and they weren't the cool kids on the playground, right? And some of the cool kids came and started trying to, you know, nitpick and pick a fight and kind of, you know, bully the um 
the other kids. So my daughter doesn't know either group of children, but she's playing with the less popular ones. And she apparently got really tired of them picking on them after being asked, you know, hey, listen, you know, if you want to play here, too, that's fine. But let's be nice. Like my daughter was really trying hard. Mm -hmm. My daughter got down on her all four and started growling and chased the kids away like a dog. Oh, my God. And it worked. That is hysterical. And and. I don't even I like as a parent, I'm sitting here I'm like, I don't know what to say because she says, Well, it worked. They they left. They didn't bother us again. I'm like, Well, yeah, because they're terrified of you. You're like, what kid starts growling and chases you? Like, what if she's not been vaccinated? So yeah, oh apparently though, it is a real quick way to get rid of bullies. I kind of want to try it in public next time myself. <laughs> if I don't like the way conversation's going. Well, when we can't find you, uh, uh, we'll know that you're in the mental ward because you were growling and barking at people in public uh, to yeah, de-escalate I know, anything. I know. I don't think that's a good way. I mean, you probably either find your people or, like you said, you'd be uh, arrested. Uh, so I did have to have a talk with my daughter about that's not the best way. About not growling at people in public. Only in private, honey. Oh, yeah, right. We don't do that in public. Oh, I said, why didn't you tell, you know, your grandmother? She said, oh, she saw, but she was too busy. And, and my mother-in-law is very, very bad about, like, she is not going to de-escalating any situations whatsoever. She gets there and she starts chatting with all the grandparents and then doesn't watch anything. So in my daughter's... Oh, that's how I feel. That's how I feel at the dog park. Like, everybody just goes for social hour. And I'm like, is anybody actually here for the dogs? That's what I always like, say. So I have to watch and I don't let her take my kids as as often. You know, if I know there's mm -hmm. a large group of people around because there's been several situations where my kids were getting bullied. And um, mm -hmm. one of my kids almost drowned at a pool because one of the bullies was dunking them so many times. And my mother-in-law oh, got onto my child and said, well, they were crying. And I told him to stop being a baby. And I'm like, they almost drowned. The lifeguard had to call them off. You know, no. So, oh, yeah. dear God. Yeah. So I don't have a dog park. I do have a dog, my baby. But um, I do feel your pain with irresponsible parents. And, um, you know, I well, there's there's a couple little shit, and I'm not going to say that I'm always like perfect with other people's kids. I'm not a big kid person. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not either. It's for the best that I can't have them because I shouldn't have them. <laughs> I talk to them like they're actual like people and I'm just polite and I understand that that's somebody else's kid. I don't deal with people being rude to my dog. I'm not going to. I understand people not being dealing with somebody being rude to someone else's kid. I get that. Right. There are these little shits who live around here that are menaces on their bikes and they aim for the dogs. Oh, no. One time it got really bad and I finally handed the leash off, Vader's leash off to my friend and moved in front of the bike and stopped the kid. And I'm like, you need to stop this. The sidewalks are for walking and you need to ride your bike on the street. If your parents don't allow that, then you can't go tooling around here. I'm like, you're riding all over the grass. And he goes, you were in the way. Oh, no. I had to do it. You were in the way. You need to get out of the way. Uh. And the little shoved me and drove off. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't move me. He's like 12. But, you know, oh. I mean, I was very polite at the start. But like and I go to the front office and this is how useless my quote unquote luxury apartment is. Uh, offices. I tell them all about this. They're like, do you know where they live? We've been trying to find them. I'm like, how do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> trying to find them well not very hard yeah they were driving their bikes in the hallways and she tried to chase them down and get their apartment number and they told her to f 
off that they're not giving out their apartment number to strangers. And they actually told her to f- off. Oh my so, goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. But if like, you're in a luxury apartment, yeah. okay, hire temporary security staff. You know which hallway they were going to. Like, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. No, they're just, they're never in the office and they're that lazy. I just, this place, I hate it. But the market is, oh, so yeah. apparently I'm not buying a house this year. And, you know. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, the luxury part is not. I'm like, do you understand the concept of luxury? You're never in the office. You never know how to do anything. You never fix anything. Like, mm, but that's just renting and adulting. That's marketing. That was branding. <laughs> Yeah, but there are just apartments. But once you hit a certain level of luxury, plus they lie. When I when I did my tour, they were supposedly hiring a security guard for the weekends and stuff. They never did. Like they just lied about so much that it's like, oh, wow. okay, this should be a, something illegal that somebody cares about, like you know, kind of stuff. But but that paperwork of trying to figure out who it is would be a pain. I'm like, I just looked at her. I was like, how do you not know? Don't they have to like list their children on forms? She's like, yeah, but do you know how many children live here? I was like, yes, I see them. There can't be that many that are like two 12 year old, 10, 11 year old boys. There's two of them within the past year. I'm like, am I narrowing it down for you enough in the 400 units you got here? Like, I think like, how do you telling a resident? Could you find out where they live? The fact that you thought that was an acceptable answer to anything. Not crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. One, it's not creepy. Two, it's like, what, what, what would you say you do here? What does your salary cover you to do if we're just going to have it be hunger games here? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's, Uh, yeah. I don't know. People don't do their jobs anymore. No, they really just don't. And the crazy, the crazy level of crazy that's allowed is just like, it's amazing to me how much you can get away with if you're crazy. I mean, really and truly, if you just like, you know, we see these movies and things and, and sometimes you laugh and you're like, there is no way they just put that jacket on and walked in there like they own the place. Yeah, that is not. And then I look around and I'm like, no, actually, I think that would absolutely work because no one cares. No oh, one yeah. cares about their job enough. Like, you know, they don't get yep. paid enough to care whether you are really part of the wait staff or not. And, I mean, yep. Uh, yeah, I don't. And then if you do act crazy, you get away with a lot more stuff because people really aren't sure how to handle like crazy. Like if they're not sure if they can call the law on you, they kind of just let you go. I mean, like those kids cussed at her. To me, I would think, OK, well, I can't have them talking to other uh, tenants like that. I can't have them going up and down the halls. So I would have been like making it my mission to find them. Like you said, how hard could it be? And they, you know, make a note of what their bicycle look like. Or you have everyone's email. True. You have a whole group email. You can email us for leaving our shoes at the damn door. You can fucking email everybody and be like, these are the children. You need to show your faces. Call them to the fucking principal's office and do your goddamn job then. Like, you know, one of those (sighs) where it's like, yeah, I just and, you know, this whole thing about like I've gotten a couple crap things about somebody. Oh, Karen, because, you know, of course, my name has to rhyme with that. And so now it's this this become this way. And don't get me wrong. Of course, there are asshole white women. Of course, there are there. There's the, some of the videos you're just like, oh, dear God, please just shut up and stop like breathing like you're such a pain. But some of it is like validly just demeaned like some of the stuff i've seen where they're complaining about something or they're yelling at somebody you come in like late to the video or just clipped the right way where they're the villain and if you start at like the beginning of what happened they were a hundred percent valid to call somebody on their bullshit the level was driven up to like 110 
And then they start, like, that's when they post the video of them, like, freaking out, you know? Oh, yeah. But people are afraid now to talk to the manager or to ask because they don't want to be labeled. I can't be because I have narcolepsy and my trigger is um, anger. But I'm not an angry person. I rarely ever get angry. So it took a while to figure out that this was one of my biggest triggers, like get angry, pass out kind of thing. And um, I did wonder how come every time I had a disagreement with my husband, he would win. Sorry. That's not funny. But the way you said it was like it was it was horrible because he would like I'm a very patient person. I don't get upset. Like and if I do get upset, I can't hold my I've always been this way. I can't hold it. I think people say really funny things when they're arguing. And so I usually try not Mm -hmm. to laugh about it. Yeah. And now I know that's probably something in my wiring that my reaction is to laugh. It's probably some kind of defense mechanism. But yeah, yeah, I would wait. I'd let my husband say, you know, listen, I really feel like I need help in this and you're not, you know, and I would be getting frustrated, but I'd wait my turn. And then it'd be my turn. He'd Mm -hmm. start prancing toward the door. Like he he said his piece, he's out. And I'd be like, open my mouth and say, you know, you come back. I haven't said, but then I'd pass out and I would wake up and I would be like, wow, I was cranky and needed a nap. It took me six months to figure out because it it can get progressively worse. Yeah. That that was what was happening. That's why I wasn't winning any disagreements. Oh my. So I physically can't. I have a saltwater tank and I recently got sick corals that died Mm -hmm. on shipment. And I sent them pictures and said, hey, listen, you know, this was a $300 piece. It shouldn't have died like this. It had like multiple pieces. It was like a showpiece rock. Okay. And they said, okay, well, place another order and we will send you each of them in individual bags. That way, if one dies, it doesn't like make all the water toxic and kill them all. I said, okay, great. I place another hundred and something dollar order because I have to like hit that free shipping mark basically to make it worth it. So I place the order. They send it. They send me seven pieces, not 13. And the rock was valued. If I had paid for each of the individual pieces on the rock, it would have been almost five or six hundred dollars. What they sent me was barely worth 200 and I had paid 300 oh So I was super mad about it and two of them were dead. And I got really mad and then I passed out. And then I woke up and I was still really mad about it. So I went to type an email and I lost like, cause part of narcolepsy, you can also not pass out. You can just lose muscle tone, but you're still awake. Yeah. And so you're just very, very weak. So then I'm just, I can't even type because I can't pick my hands up. And I'm just sitting there mad. And I'm like, okay, you got to stop being mad. So every time I started to write the message, I got frustrated and it would pass out. Oh, no. (laughs) It is sad, but it can also be, I mean, it can also sometimes be a little bit funny. I mean, yeah, there is an irony. I've got some medical stuff, too, that it's, it's, I understand why people are like, oh, you poor thing. But it's, yeah, you got to like laugh or just cry at the crazy. Like, I prefer to laugh at my crazy. But, you know, so like I get it but yeah you just have to roll with it sometimes and you know like i i get i know there's some people with narcolepsy and they're very frustrated by it being made a joke and and don't get me wrong it's it's very frustrating i have a hard time flying because i get a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. yeah and that's also a trigger is that high anxiety and being tired or fatigued which usually if you're at the airport you're tired and you're anxious oh yeah so traveling because who doesn't love full body cavity searches and shit exactly, yeah of course. exactly or being told that no you're not taking your luggage that you paid extra for blah 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 because they just over yeah. Booked. And then you're upset, which for me means nap time. So yeah, flight. yeah. So there are inconveniences. Flying by myself is probably not a great idea at the moment. But um, other parts are funny. I mean, when we were in Utah, we went down one of those side roads mm-hmm. where it's I, I can't handle the videos where they're like in China on the side of a cliff. 
and you can't see the road and it's so tiny. That terrifies me. Oh, hell no. Yeah. yeah somehow we ended up on one of those roads, right? And um, it, it was not quite. There's a lot of those in Colorado, too. Oh, dear God. That was part of why I moved. I'm, I'm terrified of heights. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you can't. But once you're on it, there's like no backing up. It's like one way. Yep. So I got super scared and excited and anxious, which of course means nap time, but only for a few seconds because it's just, you know, it's not like sometimes it does knock you out for several minutes and you'll take a nap. But other times, it's again, yeah. just that like a fainting goat. It's those, like a faint. Yeah, it's yeah. a few seconds of just everything goes loose. So I had my camera and I, I was on the side next to the drop off, right? Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law is like, oh, man, if we fell from here, there'd be no surviving it. And then my, my limbs all went noodly, and I just kind of slumped against the thing. And then 10 seconds later, I'm up, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, we are so high up. And I'm taking a picture, and I look down, and then I went on noodly. So for an hour, <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness, this oh, is crazy. No. And, then, and my family flipped out. They, they'd never seen it, so they were scared. But then I was laughing when I would wake up, and re- or not wake up, but you know, get my, my muscle control back. Yeah, it was kind of funny because the whole way down, you know, like that's a long way of just up and down and up and down. Yeah. But um, they're like, are you OK? So after that, whenever they would start talking about a boring subject, I say, somebody scare me real quick so I can take a nap. <laughs> oh, dear God. Well, and it's it's funny because not funny, haha, but it's funny because like a lot of people don't understand, like, how can you laugh at that stuff? I'm like, you know, it's just you. What am I supposed to do? You know, what am I supposed to do that I have this problem or that problem? It's like panic attacks all the time over it. Should I you know, should I cry in a corner? Like, what do you what do you want me to do? It is what it is. Like, just keep moving. You know, it is. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I had my like little cry spell when some of the first diagnoses came in and it was like, OK, and you'll get hit with it about five million more times times like of course oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but then you sit back and you know so like when you get some of those first diagnoses it's like you're sitting there and you're being told that you're not going to live the life you thought you were going to live yeah you know even if you live your full lifespan if nothing goes wrong you know your immune system doesn't continue to attack parts of your body you're still probably not going to be going on you know a three-week hike to the Appalachian. You're never going to fly a plane. Yes, and and, and you're not going to do these long hikes. And, you know, for me, I love hiking, but now I definitely have to prepare. Like, mentally, I have to make sure I have snacks, that they're not too far. You know, I'm not going to be one of those people that can go off trail for days because I don't have that energy level. And if I max, you know, tap out my energy, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. So... You know, there's like adjustments. Yeah. And being told that is devastating. You know, it's just because you have this image of this life or, you know, when I retire or when I do this, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then it's like, no, just kidding. You don't get to do that. But then for me, I sit back and it's like, so am I just going to like be here and be miserable? Because you're saying I'm going to lose like 50% of what I thought I was going to be able to do. Yeah. But if I just lay in bed and cry all the time, now I'm at like, like what, 5%? Yeah. It's just, I would rather still try to, you know, I still want to do the things that I love and see how much, you know, don't tell me what I can't do. Let me, let me figure that out on my own. Well, besides flying an airplane, obviously that, you know, I, yeah. I do. <laughs> and for me driving, like I can still drive mainly one, I'm on a treatment that is helping a lot unless I get a very extreme emotion. Mm-hmm. And I can feel most of my attacks. I've only had one and I did feel it, but I've only had one really bad. Most of mine are 
that relaxing. So one time I was driving and I just was like, I got to go back home. I'm just, it's a day where my body feels weird and I know it could happen. I'm not going to risk my life or anyone else's life. So you make adjustments, but. Well, yours is an extreme, but there are a lot of conditions. I have severely bad migraines and same thing. I know the days that I, you know, I'm seeing more auras or I've got a little bit of this and that. And yeah, it's the same thing. It's not like everything can't just stop because you've got this or that. I mean, yes, migraines are severely different than narcolepsy. But they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes, but uh, I'm yeah. saying like you got to pay attention to the signs. You got to, you know, you got to be whatever. But you just like some people would be kind of judgy of like, oh, you shouldn't drive at all if you have that kind of condition. And it's like, no, you know, don't be don't be like that. We can all be adults. And like you said, you just turned around, you know, it's, that's life. Yeah. And it's only been, the, you know, the one. The other times I just don't drive. If I need to go somewhere, I ask my husband to take me. But thankfully, it's it's very few. Mine is still Fair, I'm, mine's still fairly mild unless, yeah. you know, an extreme emotion that kind of sets it off. And of course, I work with my doctors. We're doing, we still do the testing. I have to do the checkups. I have to report if I think that I'm not safe. So it's all still within completely legal things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still good there. But well, yeah. I mean, there are people who pass their driver's test that I don't think should ever be on the road ever. So, <laughs> you know, and they don't have a medical condition. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, this is true. No, I think the only the only thing I'm a little salty about is I get extremely excited at Japanese food. Well, food in general. I love food. I absolutely adore food. But Japanese food is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And twice I've had to leave a restaurant and go lay down in the vehicle because after I ordered and they brought it, I got so excited. I triggered the cataplexy and, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And I'm like, give me the keys. I got to go to the car. And so, yeah, I've missed a few meals because I got too excited about the meals. That is really unfair. I'm just going to put that out there. You know, I can deal with most of the other stuff, but being so excited to eat and <laughs> being like, nope, that time, not my favorite thing. Oh my God. Again, it's not <laughs> that it's what you're talking about is, is like funny. Haha. It's just the way. And now I get... <laughs> Now I get when my friends are like, I'm so sorry I'm laughing. I'm like, it's oh, fine. Yeah. It's the it's sarcasm that you're framing this all with and the way you're saying it. I want to give a big thanks to Sedona Ash for joining me for such a fun conversation. Also, to all of our fans for checking this podcast out. I hope you liked what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the Fat Books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when the episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Now let's hear a bit about what she's working on and what's next for her fans. Well, first, thank you for having me. This was a, a blast. It was great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And so I'm working right now. My next book out will be Dinosaurs, Dilemmas, and Albert Einstein. And that's the second book in my Dino Shifter series. And then my Vampire series has its book two releasing in June. I'm also working on co-writes. Uh, we just released the Alien, DTDP, which is down to get probed um, <laughs> under the name Gemini with MJ Marston's. Sorry, say that again. The title of the book is DPGP, and it stands for Down to Get Probed. Okay, then. And <laughs> yeah, we figured that would like, not mess up the censors or whatever. So we'll be releasing book two and that before too long. And it's DTGW, which is Down to Get Wet, because these aliens live on a wet world. Oh, girl. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, I love Just it. Keeping it light and silly. <laughs> Thanks for staying until the end and hope you enjoyed it.